This teaching comes to you from the team at Anchor Church Sydney. We hope you're blessed by it. For more teachings, resources or info, check out our website www.anchorchurch.com.au So good to be here again. Um, If you've been to Southwest, we have a very small stage and so I'm really happy to have the mobility today. Uh, It's a really big moment for us. It's a big moment for me as a dear friend of James uh, Dawson and of Callan Dawson and of Billy May. And this is big for us. We've dreamed from day one to be a church that continually plants churches and took us about six, seven years to get Southwest off of the ground. And um, we just, we didn't expect to be uh, losing the Dawson so soon, but also gaining another um, sort of community of love and light in the city. And so I'm just really excited that I get to be here today and share this with all of you. Thanks, bro. And uh, so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about why we plant churches. Why, why do we do that? Um, and we're, we're going to go through, through that very quickly. I, I have a, a timer here. If you know me, I need it. Um, and today we're going to be sending out James and Callan and Billy Mae Dawson with about 20 or so other adults and about 11 other kids uh, to plant a new church in the northern beaches of Sydney. And we love these guys and we believe in what God has deposited in them. And my task today really is just to speak from my heart and from the scriptures about why we are continuing to do this. But before I do that, let me pray. Father, we thank you again for your goodness to us. We thank you that uh, you, in fact, are good, O oh Lord. We thank you so much that you've given us enough health and energy to be here. And I pray now that you would help me to forget the things that are not going to be helpful for your people here today and help me to remember the things that will be. I pray for those who may be far from you, Jesus, today, that you would draw them near by grace and that today they would walk out changed, not because of me, not because of us, but because of the work of your Holy Spirit. We do pray, Lord, we yield to your work today. And so we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would blow through this place. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Yahweh, my rock and my redeemer. And the church said... Amen. Late January 2014, I remember uh, walking into the Hive Bar over here in Erskineville to visit Anchor Church Sydney for the very first time. It was around about this time. And I remember Matt preaching um, from another wooden pulpit, right? It was, it was still wood, but it was another one. And he preached from uh, the book of Luke, Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son. It was about 25 of us in a very cramped, very hot, very un-COVID safe room. Not anything like this one here. And I just remember walking out of that service. We went down to the bar to order drinks and coffee and food. And I was still at that point quite unsure about whether or not we would move our little family of four at the time to this new church. I knew a couple of people there. My good friend Brian invited me there. He was a part of the launch team, and Catherine and I were just finishing up our time at another church plant that we had spent about five years at, and we just weren't sure if we would be able to do it again. And here we are, eight years 
later, almost a decade, and we're doing it again. We did it again with Southwest. We're doing it again with Northern Beaches. We're doing it again, and we couldn't be more excited and expectant about what God will continue, not only to do through us, but in us and with us as he calls us to plant churches with him. And as I've sat to reflect, not on just the logistics of church planting, the how of church planting, there's plenty to say there. Not only the, even the more important question of the who, we've decided who, right? And there, that, that's an important question. But as the Lord pressed on me this week, as I was uh, just, just kind of agonizing over what I wanted to say today, he put this on my heart. Why? Why do we plant churches Right? You, you, you've heard that saying where if, if you want to get 100 men to go out to sail with you, you can either give them blueprints to a boat or you can fill them with a love and an imagination for the sea. And today, I, I, that's what I want to do. There are plenty of times where we can talk about logistics and who and how and where, but why? Why do we plant churches? I mean, it's crazy enough. It's crazy enough to plant one church in the middle of a one in 100 year pandemic, like a global pandemic, and straight after the costliest natural disaster that we have ever seen as Australians. I can say that I'm a citizen now. That's right. And you would have thought, you would have thought that after the, the two years that we've just had, that we would pump the brakes on our next church plant. And yes, it is the normal pattern, and what we've seen, it's the normal pattern that adversity doesn't so much pump the brakes on God's mission, but adversity often is the accelerant of God's mission. You see this pattern all throughout, that the way that God works, God's mission is accelerated through adversity in the face of adversity, not in the absence of it. That is the way God's economy works. And when our story of a family of churches is told, if it is told, this will be the headline. That despite our stupidity, despite the adversity of a global pandemic, God was faithful. That is what I want the story of this family of churches to be. That God was faithful, that people were saved, that lives were changed, that churches continued to be planted, that hell was uprooted, that joy was increased, that people were loved, and that God was glorified through our ordinary lives as people walking with Jesus in community on mission and for Jesus. Why do we plant is the question. And so with that in mind, and in light of this momentous occasion with you Dawsons, Anchor Family of Churches, as we commission and plant Northern Beaches out, I want to ask this question again, why do we do this? Yes, I know from day one, the how, like how we've done this, well, just so you know, maybe this is your first time here, or maybe you're tuning in for the first time, every single cent that comes into any of our churches, 10% of that gets put aside from day one to plant churches. Yes, we've partnered with churches in California and in Harlem and in Japan and Australia and the Philippines to help them plant. Yes, we have planted our very own church, Anchor Southwest, last year. But why are we doing it again right now at this time in another region of Sydney? Now, I don't have much time. 
but I want to share at least three reasons why we will continue to be a church planting church. And the first reason is this. We're committed to planting healthy, multiplying churches because of joy. Joy. Joy and church planting often don't go hand in hand. When we think or talk about planting, the language is generally centered around sacrifice. And a sacrifice, let me tell you, it is. The sacrifice of time, the sacrifice of energy, the sacrifice of money, the sacrifice of the things our world tells us that we need, like security. There are a million sacrifices that go into planting a church. Let me just say this real quick. Church planting is hard work. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I, th I think you guys are sort of like congregated over here in Northern Beaches, right? Like, is that, is that where most of you guys are? Don't get it twisted. It is hard work. You're in for a wild ride. But the type of, you know, the, the, the opposition that comes from not only from within, but from without becomes unparalleled. And let me give you a quick tip. The enemy, Satan, the adversary, the evil one, the ancient serpent, doesn't like church. He doesn't like what you're doing. And so we should expect that in this next season, the heat is going to be turned up and your relationships will be at stake and we need to be aware of what the adversary is doing. Yet, with all of hell coming against you, with all of hell coming against us, in the power and the name of Jesus, we continue to plant churches. With all the sacrifices that are required to plant, we continue to press on. With all the difficulty, both natural and supernatural, we press on. And all of this, whether it's sacrifices or spiritual attack or opposition, all of it must be rooted, situated, framed by the reality that we continue to plant churches because of joy. The joy of planting communities of love and light. Listen, the joy of seeing people walk from darkness into light. The joy of seeing people move from death to life. There really isn't anything like seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ heal and rewrite someone's story. Nothing. We do it for joy. We take the sacrifice. We take the hits. We take the setbacks. We take the disappointments. Because we know that in and through them, there is real joy to be had. We do it for the same reason that Jesus remained on the cross. Read with me from the book of Hebrews, which is simply the greatest sermon on endurance and perseverance that you will ever read. This is what the author of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, verse 1, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with what? With endurance, the race that is set for out, uh, out for us. Verse 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for what? For the duty? For what? To keep his word? Right? All those things may be true, but for what? For the joy. For the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Jesus is no masochist. He endured the cross. He didn't enjoy the cross, but he endured it. Why? 
for the joy that was set before him. And let me ask you, what was that joy that Jesus was hanging on the cross looking at, looking forward to? Let me ask you, fellowship with the Father? Had it. Power? Had it. Glory? Boy, please stop playing. Had it. It's you. Right? It's people. It's me. It's, it's us. It's, it's communities of, of humanity. That is why he stayed on the cross. And this is what propels our church planting. It is the joy of knowing that God can and will use our efforts for his own purposes of seeing people welcomed home for the joy and so the first reason why we will continue to be a church that seeks to plant healthy, multiplying churches is so that our joy may increase as we see people come home to the undying love of Jesus. Now, the next reason why we're planting another church is love. Love. The church, the ecclesia, the gathered people of God, the new humanity, we exist as a rehabilitation center for love. We plant churches because we love people, specific people. It's easy to love in the abstract. How easy is it, guys, to say, I love people. I love the city of Sydney. I want to see this city safe. What, is that, what does that actually mean? If there aren't specific people in your life that you are praying for, that you are willing to go the miles for, to see come into the family of God. It's easy to say I love people, but how difficult is it to actually love people? Right? The, the, the person that annoys the hell out of you, that particular person with their particular idiosyncrasies, their particular ways of thinking or chewing or breathing. <laughs> what do you breathe that way? It's easy to love in the abstract. But as Dorothy Day reminds us, she says, I really only love God as much as I love the person I love the least. Oof. Sermon over. I really only love God as much as I love the person I love the least. Because this is what the scriptures say in 1 John 4. It says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he, I, I don't like 1 John, by the way, right? right? It convicts me. It cuts me to the quick. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And so it is because of love for particular people to come know the freedom and the joy and the glory and just the sheer goodness of knowing Jesus. This is why we must plant churches. And if we plant a thousand churches in our generation but have not love we will have accomplished not much i know it sounds crazy for me to say that but you need to get this that if we plant a thousand churches in our lifetime and have not love we amount to nothing if you don't believe me let's go to paul paul in chapter 13 of the book of first corinthians says this if i speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers 
and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have all faith, I mean, man, I just want a little bit more faith. But if I have all faith as to remove mountains, like imagine that. I'm going to go to Alaska soon, guys. I know. And imagine, I see those mountain ranges and I say, move. And it moves, right? Imagine if I could do that. And if I could do that, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And this is the point. Love, worked out love, in the flesh love, approximate kind of love, is why we're planting another church. We plant for the love of our neighbors. We plant for seeing the joy, our joy, increase as they come home to Jesus. And finally, we continue to plant churches for the glory of God. We plant churches for joy, for love, and finally for glory. Not ours, but his. Our ultimate desire, our ultimate desire is to see God's glory magnified. Like that's, like that's why, listen, Oh, man, that's why you're here, so that we can rehabilitate our thinking and our love centers so that we would live lives in such a way that would show God's glory to the world. That is why we do what we do. And as the people of this city, our friends, our families, our enemies, as they bend the knee to King Jesus, God's grace in the face of Jesus Christ is put on blast. Because every single church that we will ever plant, God willing, every single one will be designed to be a preview of the coming age where death, sin, and Satan will no longer have a say. Our lives together, lived in community, on mission for Jesus, exists so that God would be on display as who he really is. Ultimately, ultimately, church planting is the process of setting up embassies of the king while death is still here. Set, planting churches is infiltrating the darkness with the light. It is the reign of light infiltrating in embodied ways the reign of death. Church planting is the way we say yes to the Great Commission. It is the way that we obey the command to rule and reign on behalf and with God. Let me just be plain here that the church is not a holy club that exists for itself. The church is not a holy club that exists for itself. A church, one that obeys and preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, that thing, that creature, that reality, a church is the place where God's glory should shine brightest and clearest and truest and most beautiful. That is what we should be. We plant churches for the beauty of God. We plant churches for the transcendence of the king to come close. Churches exist to display the effects of the gospel, that Jesus is king. And it's precisely the gospel, preached and lived, that shows the world just who God is. Did you know that's what you are? That, that you're all mannequins, right, in a showroom? Your, your whole lives, 
Your whole lives are put on blast. Your whole lives are a preview to what God can do with ordinary, broken people in community. That's what this is. That is what we are doing. And as I look back, as I look back at that time in the high bar, almost exactly, I want to say almost exactly eight years ago today or next week, as I look back at that time, those eight years ago, thinking about whether or not we were going to join this little church plant, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that the Lord led my family here to a place where a vision for church planting has been on the forefront since day dot. We, we always aim to plant pregnant, as it were. A place where our joy has increased because of the vision set for church planting. A place where our love for people, real people, has been cultivated and worked out. A place where the glory of God has been on display. And that's it. That is why we plant churches. We can say a million other things. But if we don't say those three things for our joy, for the love of neighbor, for the glory of God. And this is my question for you today. I, I, I don't know many of you here today. I don't know if, if, if you're members uh, here or you're visiting or you're just supporting Northern Beaches. But, but will you join us? Whether it is here at Anchor City or Southwest or Northern Beaches, maybe the Lord is calling you to suffer now and move to the beaches. Right? You feel, pr you feel pressed on by the Lord to move. Will you join us to become a family of churches that continues to plant healthy, multiplying churches that increase our joy, that exists for the love of neighbor to the glory of God? I'm going to invite James up in just a moment, but help me pray as he, as he comes up. Father, we thank you again for your goodness to us. We thank you for your grace to us. We thank you that you have invited us into this grand story of renewing the cosmos and that you have called us specifically in our time, in our age, with our resources, with our talents, with our time, with our money, with our minds, with our souls, with our hearts, with our whole lives, Lord to be on about being a people that display the goodness and the glory of God, and we do this as we plant churches. And so we pray now, those here, Lord, who may be just checking us out, who may be unsure about where they are with Jesus, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move them, that you would welcome them home to your heavenly family, and that they would commit, Lord, to the work of church planting with us. We thank you. Lord, for everything that you are doing in this space, and we just ask that you would go before us now in Jesus' holy and beautiful name. Amen.